This is Brian. This is Curtis. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones, but you'll have to wait your turn. And this week's game is the Dr. Laura game. I'm out of here. Me too. You guys are on your own this week. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the most racist game we've ever played. I can't wait. <laughs> Brian and Curtis, this is Mike. Um, I've been really depressed the last week, and I just was calling to see if maybe you could offer me some sort of advice. I um, um, heard the news about the new Monopoly piece. Uh, if you don't know, they took away the iron, I think, and they replaced it with a cat, and I absolutely hate cats. The only thing that I hate a little bit more than cats is the game Monopoly, and I just feel like the news is talking about this so much, and I just want you guys to maybe give me some advice on what I could do to get over over this. Um, thank you in advance for your advice. Bye. Well, Mike, it sounds to me like um, this isn't a big deal to you. You said you hate the game Monopoly. So why are you even calling about this? I think you just want attention because everybody's talking about this right now. And you're like, oh, here's my opinion on the cat and the iron. I like the iron. Wow, Curtis, that was pretty harsh. You know, I like to keep it real. I don't want to mess around. You know, I'm a lot like Dr. Laura. No excuses, just solutions. Yeah. That's what she would say, probably. God, I hate her. <laughs> and then she would probably say, like, the N-word several times. At least 16 times. My advice to you, Mike, would be to simply not play Monopoly anymore. And after you and I played Monopoly back, way back on, like, episode 9, I would be all for that. I think it was episode 9. I'm not sure. It's been a while. It's been a while. But, um, yeah... That was a long game. <laughs> that was a really long game. Yeah. So, Mike, I'm sorry I was so harsh on you. Just the whole vibe of Dr. Laura has filtered into my brain, and I'm turning into a real ass. And he's also got a blonde bob now. Yeah. I'm adorable. <laughs> and a power suit. Oh, You're very conservative looking right now. Thank you. So, who, for the people who don't know, who is Dr. Laura? Well, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, is that how you say her name? I'm not sure. Well, let's just say that. Schlesinger. Schlesinger <laughs> is a talk radio host, a socially conservative commentator, and an author, which means she's written some, here are the air quotes, books. <laughs> Do you know why she's a doctor? No, is she a doctor? I mean, I thought maybe she was just calling herself a doctor. Well, she's not like a medical doctor or a psychologist or anything like that. Her doctoral thesis was on insulin's effects on laboratory rats. Uh, okay. <laughs> and now that qualifies her as being called doctor. Good Lord. I have a friend who has a doctorate, but we don't refer to him as Dr. Thomas ever. No? Well, I do when I'm mocking him. So I drink a lot of Dr. Pepper. Does that make me a doctor? You can be a pepper too. No, Wouldn't you be, like to be a pepper too? I want to be Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Curtis Pepper. So at its peak, the Dr. Laura program, was it really called the Dr. Laura program? I think it was. That's a stupid name for a show. 1-800-DR-Laura. Program. Program. Was the second highest rated radio show after the Rush Limbaugh show. Another one of my favorites. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> As heard on more than 450 radio stations. Now, here's the thing. I don't like talk radio. I don't either. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I don't like talk radio. Yeah. 
at least, I mean, back in the day when she was popular, podcasts weren't really a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if she's still as popular now, but I don't think she is. Well, she's now on um, one of those satellite radio programs. Oh, so she's, she's not regulated by the same rules as radio is. She's on Sirius XM now, right? Yes. She quit in 2010 after a controversial episode of her program where she said the N-word like a jillion times. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She does not like um, interracial marriage, nor does she like gay people. Yeah. And the gays don't really like her either. Wow. So they decided <laughs> to make a board game out of this. <laughs> and it's a perfect game for us then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of hate her. She's a hag. I found this game via a friend of mine uh, at work who said that this game existed. And I was like, What? <laughs> So I had to go find it, and I ended up finding a brand new uh, sealed copy. Imagine that, Brian. I know. An unopened, unplayed Dr. Laura game. I'm concerned that your friend knew of this game. He saw an article on uh, Cracked.com talking about how horrible this game was, and it was a funny article. Your friend is redeemed in my eyes, then. Yes. We'll have to post a link to that uh, article, because it was very funny. This game is meant for three to six players. We're only two people, so we are making up our own rules like we do often. It's counting people one. Yeah, there's only two of us. (laughs) You can count. Yay! So how are we going to play the game? Well, we're going to play the game this way. The oldest player goes first. Yay! Do the rules really say that? They really do say that. Oh, bless your <laughs> stupid heart, Dr. Laura. She has issues about her age. <laughs> On your turn, you will roll the die to determine whether to draw from the preach, teach, or nag cards. And so this die... Says preach on two sides, teach on two sides, and nag. And it's a black die, which is ironic for Dr. Laura. Yes, but the letters are white. <laughs> the important information is written in white. Of course. Of course. Racist. So if you roll a preach card, a dilemma will be read to you as a call-in guest. It'll start with, hi, Dr. Blank, and you'll say your name. So it'd be like, hi, Dr. Curtis, or hi, Dr. Brian. Dr. Curtis sounds weird. Does it? Yeah. Dr. Brian sounds weird, too. (laughs) I had a dentist named Dr. Brad once. His last name is Brad? No, his first name is Brad, but he wanted to be called Dr. Brad. I had a chiropractor who wanted to be called Dr. Todd. (laughs) Oh, that would be even weirder. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Todd. Dr. Todd. What if it was like... um, um, Dr. Dr. Ashley or something. <laughs> Dr. Tiffany? Yeah. Wasn't there a mad TV sketch about the Dr. Tiffany and she was like, oh my God, and she was a doctor. <laughs> really? I think so. Oh, that's oh, so weird. Stephanie Ware, who I love. <laughs> so the player will give advice to whatever the question or question was by the calling guest. Then Dr. Laura's actual answer will be read aloud. The reader then decides if the advice is as good or not as good as Dr. Laura's actual response. So there's a little bit of subjectivity there. I love these games where there's really no point. (laughs) If it is as good, then you move forward one space. If you roll a teach card, a dilemma is read to you with three possible answers. Pick which one you think Dr. Laura's actual answer was. If you choose correctly, you will move forward one space. Going to guess the next one. If we get it correctly, you move forward one space. Probably. There aren't a lot of spaces (laughs) on this board. There's nine spaces. So the next one is the nag card. And the question will be read aloud with the answer hidden. This is the one where we kind of had to like fudge the rules a little bit because it's one of those things that you need more people for. So we're both going to play it the way it was played, but we're going to hide the answer. We're going to obscure the answers from ourselves to remain impartial. Right. So all players have two options. They can either come up with the answer on their own or agree to one answer that's given. 
Then you read aloud Dr. Laura's answer, and you decide which response is closest to Dr. Laura's answer, and be ready to explain why. The player and those who agree with the response moves forward one space. Again, moving forward. Yeah, and we're trying to get to the finish space, which is only nine spaces away. And there's Dr. Laura's smiling face in the middle. Yeah. Let's just cover that up. <laughs> we should. <laughs> do we have any stickers we can put? Do I have a banana sticker that we can just put on there? Do you have any pictures of Hitler laying around? I'd rather look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick this pig. All right. So the oldest player is going first. Me. That's you. All right. We're gonna, I need to pick a pawn. And they have unusually colored pawns. I this hate this game. game. There's no green pawn. Well, here you can be pink. Yay. <laughs> I'm pink. I have my choice of baby blue or royal blue. I think I'm going to be black in honor of Dr. Laura's N-word rant. <laughs> okay. So I get to go first. So I'm going to roll this die. Nag. So this is the one where we have to cover the thing. All right. Let me just fashion an obscuring <laughs> device out of this piece of paper here real quick. And okay. I will make sure I just grab a card here. Carolyn asks Dr. Laura... Should I do it in a voice or just do my own voice? Do whatever you want. That's not <laughs> offensive to any nationalities or <laughs> women cultures. <laughs> my 12-year-old son was invited to a boy-girl sleepover, Ooh. and we said no. Now he just wants to go to the party until 11 p.m. Do you think we should let him attend? So is this where we think of what would Dr. We, Laura say? Yes, but we can either give each, uh, like, we can either choose one answer mm -hmm. or you can give one an answer and I can give a different one. So what are you thinking that she might say? I'm going to say that she would say it would be okay if there were adult supervision there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's about what she... I don't think she's that awful that she would deny a 12-year-old a chance for social interaction. She would probably feel differently if it was a boy-girl sleepover with the different you know, races or something. <laughs> wow. We're really sending it home that she's racist, y'all. Yeah, she is. Well, do you want to see what she said? Yes. All right. What kind of crappy parents invite kids over for a co-ed sleepover? That's offensive, and your son shouldn't be involved at all. As the barriers go down, the values go out the window. <laughs> First, they're sleeping in the next room, then the next sleeping bag, and finally in the same sleeping bag. Forget it. Tell him to plan his own party at your house. What a bitch. <laughs> Apparently, we're a lot more progressive in our parenting than yeah. Dr. Laura is. We need to just um, be in the mindset that we're awful people, and we'll probably do better at this game. I don't have a lot of like experience being a parent, so... I'm going to say I have none. Yeah. Hmm. And plus, to me, a boy-girl sleepover is completely harmless because I don't give a crap about girls. <laughs> well, there is that. Right. I would think there would be more action going on at the boy-boy sleepover. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, I think you need to call <laughs> Dr. Laura. <laughs> okay. So we don't get to move. We've made no progress. This game is awesome. <laughs> My turn. Another nag. Mary asked Dr. Laura. I'm 36, and I've been dating a great guy for six weeks. He has all the qualities I'm looking for, but he's not too exciting to me. I've had a history of dating guys who have a kind of bad boy image, but are really jerks. Is there something wrong with me? What was her name? Mary. Mary, you're a whore. <laughs> Is that what you think she would say? Basically, yeah, that's what it boils down to. I would say that she would say that she's... Um, she needs to quit complaining and if she likes the guy, then go for it. And if not, just quit complaining and move on. 
I would say that Dr. Laura would get on her about not liking the good guy and that it's all that she needs to shape up and or else she's not going to have babies one day or something. I don't know. Yeah. So you're going to say that she, Dr. Laura's thing is she's a whore. Yeah. And I'm going to say that she needs to shape up and get into the relationship. Let's see what she actually said. Dr. Laura's answer was women who get involved in tempestuous relationships with inappropriate men are often unable to give and receive love. Continue here and see if you can evolve into a woman who finds a good guy and a good life satisfying. Would you say that I gave closer to the right answer? Sure, why not? We need to advance on this board or we're going to be playing this game all day. All right. I get to move. Oh, that black token's pretty close to her. I know. She's probably very nervous. She's probably clutching her purse right now. Dr. Laura's at home going, I feel something wrong. She's rolling up her car windows and locking her doors. (laughs) She's racist, everyone. Racist. (laughs) I don't know if we're sending that point home enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, a teach card. Teach. Oh, okay. Here we go. (laughs) this is good okay so the caller's name is francine uh and francine says hi dr laura thanks for taking my call my sister is getting married and the wedding is going to be at her fiance's parents house his father and grandfather are clan members should i go to the wedding we have black relatives (laughs) wow this game fun for the whole family i love that people have to call in and ask this kind of stuff like they can't figure it out on their own yeah So, Dr. Laura says one of these three answers. Okay. A, since it's a wedding and not a cross-burning, I think it's okay. But I wouldn't get too palsy-wowsy with them. Palsy-wowsy. That's what the card says. B, tell your sister you want to be there, but you need to be sure they're ex-members first. Then call the Grand Wizard in your area to find out. (laughs) Is that in the yellow pages? I think it's under K... KK. <laughs> Can you Google that information? Grand so. Wizard, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. 50,000 results. Or C, I would find you morally bereft if you went. If a sibling of mine were getting married in the house of some Nazis, I wouldn't go. Hmm. So did she say, it's a wedding, it's okay, but don't get too close. Tell your sister you want to be there, but you need to make sure they're not still members. Or Dr. Laura would find her morally bereft if she went. I'm going to say it's the last one, that she would find her morally bereft. That's correct. Really? Yeah. Who knew she could give some sensible advice? Yeah, I guess she's. <laughs> everyone's got their chance to shine. <laughs> well, it was the Nazi thing that, that I think made me think that she would say that. Cause I, and not to defend her in any, in any way, but no, I'm not going to defend her Don't at all. Don't defend her. <laughs> she's, she's a whore. We hate her. Breach. So this is the kind of question where I read you the um, caller's question, and then you give your advice, and if it's close to Dr. Laura's, if I determine if it's close enough to Dr. Laura's, you get to move forward. Okay. Hi, Dr. Curtis. Hi, Brian. (laughs) Thank you for calling in today. (laughs) I belong to a multicultural group whose purpose is personal growth through exposure to different cultures. Serving alcohol at our parties has become an issue. It's against the Islamic women's religion to be around alcohol, but the other women feel it's setting a precedent if they change for this segment. What should our multicultural group do? Brian, you're a whore. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, So instead of alcohol... She's asking if there's another activity they can focus their group centered around or No, she's saying that she feels like if they don't if they give in to the Islamic women's request to not be around alcohol, that they're setting a precedent to change other things. 
basically saying, you know, should we get, should we grant these people's requests to not serve alcohol or events when it's only one group of people who don't want them there? I would say, I don't know if she would say this, but I'm, I'm of the mindset that she would have said yes, because you're trying to be respectful of other cultures. And that's the whole point of the group. And if that is against their religions or their beliefs, then they should try that for I mean, because that's the, that's the whole nature of the group. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably totally wrong. Well, let's see what Dr. Laura had to say. <laughs> Dr. Laura said, what's the point of a multicultural group if you're not going to be respectful of other cultures? I'm a Jew, but I can be in the same room as shrimp. I just won't eat them. It is interesting to observe religious people and their immunity to temptation based upon their moral convictions. So she kind of said something different than what you said, didn't she? Well, she did say, what's the point of a multicultural group if you're not going to respect their wishes, right? That's the first thing she said. Right. But what she's saying is she's saying that on the Islamic women. Oh. Like, what's the point of you being in a multicultural group? I was on the opposite side of that. Right. So I didn't get it right. No. I'm sorry. Oh, darn. I'm losing the Dr. Laura game. It's a little ambiguous what she said, because it sounded like at first like she was on your side. But with her example, she's clearly saying that she's saying these other women need to just shut up. And yeah. What do you think about that personally? Do you think that you think they should give in to request? Well, I kind of and I hate to say this, agree with what Dr. Laura said, because it's like you don't have to take part. You're in a multicultural group to kind of broaden your horizons and experience other cultures, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would I would agree with her. I can't believe I just said that, but I would agree with her. I kind of would too. <laughs> Sad to say that we kind of agree with Dr. Laura. Oh no, Stockholm syndrome is already setting in. Preach, preach. Uh, hi, Dr. Brian. Go ahead, caller. Longtime listener, first time <laughs> caller. I'm having trouble with my 12 year old daughter. She's been doing fine, but last week she got an F on a math quiz and forged my name to it. Mm-hmm. She confessed before she turned it in. Also, she shaved her legs after I told her not to. What? <laughs> I, I have several issues. Um, what should I do? Okay, so her issues are that she forged her name and she's shaving her legs when she's told not to. First off, I'm confused about this whole leg shaving thing. That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, as I was reading it, I'm like, what does this say? Hmm. But what would Dr. Laura have said to that? <sighs> I think Dr. Laura would say that she needs to punish her in some way because she's disobeying. You know, she forging forging your parents' name is not cool. And, you know, I don't understand why, you know, she wouldn't want her to shave her legs if that's what she wants to do. But I don't know. I'm not a girl. <laughs> I, I know there was a lot of, like, issues about women's body hair. Uh-huh. Nan from Secretly Timid would probably have some things to say about that. Yeah. But. I'm not a girl with body hair, so I don't know how to weigh in on that issue. Right. So I would say she'd probably say she needs to be punished. Okay. Well, you're completely wrong. No? Yeah. Here's what Dr. Laura would have said. Give her an extra hug for confessing. Then lower the boom for the F and for shaving. This is an age when some girls focus on looks and popularity instead of on what's really important. Help her get back on track. Her advice is so inconsistent, it's I think. <laughs> all over the board. I, I don't even know. It's like a it's like a Jackson Pollock painting or something. <laughs> the next time, let's just think of what she would say, but then say the complete opposite, yeah. and maybe we'll be correct. Desmond asked Dr. Laura, I'm British. I don't want to do a British accent. Is that okay? Hello, Desmond. <laughs> I'm British. <laughs> don't. Just read the question. <laughs> And I'm on holiday here for nine more days. I have a girlfriend back home, but I've met someone here I'm developing feelings for. I really would like a romance with her. A romance. 
<laughs> I don't think that's what he's looking for. No. While I'm here, when I go home, I'll tell my girlfriend about it. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think Dr. Laura is going to be in the having a romance camp. No, I think he's going to yell at Desmond and say, get your head out of your butt. Yeah, you Yankee wanker. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Do you think she'll say Yankee Wanker? I don't think that card's going to say Yankee Wanker. Let's see. Or is that what you said? I think I said Yankee, Yankee Wanker. Yankee Wanker. I forgot already. Hashtag Yankee Wanker. <laughs> yeah, let's just start doing forced hashtags like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> okay, let's not. <laughs> so last week, the forced hashtag was Mondo Poops. Which I did not partake of. <laughs> this week, if you feel free to tweet Yankee Wanker. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Dr. Laura's answer, do the honorable thing and don't see your U.S. honey anymore because it's too much temptation. Or you can call your girlfriend up right now and tell her you want to neck with someone else you barely know. Do you think she'll approve? Do you think you're mature? (laughs) She did not say Yankee Wanker. No. But feel free to hashtag that. Okay. So we all get to move. We all get to move one head. Yay, we're winning. You get to move one finally. Yay. Go pink. How's your week been, Curtis? Uh, too busy. Too busy. Lots of work. Lots of work. Yes. Mm. That's about it. That's it? Yeah. I really, I worked 50 hours this week and almost had to work this weekend, but I didn't. They canceled it. You work a lot this time of year. I do. It's, I knew this going into the job and I'm like, okay. It's just kind of something I deal with for a few months every year. So, But you make some fat chatter during this time. I try. Yeah. yeah. Mm, now I want cheese. I, cheddar sounds good. <laughs> Speaking you, of cheese. I was going to say, you sent me a picture yesterday of a pie. I was at a party yesterday where we made pierogies. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, they're like, I don't know what culture they're from. Russia? Polish? Not sure. They're like little dumplings that you make. Uh-huh. And they're filled with potato and cheese and all sorts of things that you can stuff in them. And then you boil them and then you fry them in butter. And so uh, my friend, Wendy, who had the party, Mm -hmm. who listens. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. She um, also made a pierogi pie, which was a pie stuffed with pasta and cheese and potato. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. And we put little hearts on it because. uh, It's good for your heart. Yeah, because I was like, this is the cardiac arrest pie. (laughs) Then I, I think my response was, it needs rice or it should have rice. And you're like, extra gluten. Yeah, it's a carb pie for sure. Yeah, it looked good. I was very tired when I got home. We ate a lot of carbs at this party. I'm surprised you didn't fall asleep at the wheel. I know. It was it was touch and go there. <laughs> but it was good. It was fun. And uh, we ate a lot of progress. And I have some in my refrigerator I'm going to have for dinner. Yay. <laughs> Preach. Preach. Hi, Dr. Brian. <laughs> Dr. Brian. I'd be Dr. B if I were one of those people. Oh, Dr. B? Dr. B. Okay. Um, hi, Dr. B. What up? Don't. Go ahead, Collar. What's your problem? What's I- the haps? Oh, God. Unsubscribe. <laughs> I've been married for two years. I've had a close guy friend since high school. He's helped me through some rough times, and we talk on the phone a couple of times a month, but my husband is uncomfortable with this friendship. What should I do? I think Dr. Laura would say that um, she needs to not talk to this person, that you can't be friends with the opposite sex, and that you need to be honorable to your husband. What What do you think he would say? That's probably the same, same as the yanker wanker. <laughs> that probably say that. Really? Gonna, I'm really going to make that happen. Oh, Don't fail me, listeners. Make that hashtag happen. <laughs> Dr. B, your show is canceled. <laughs> what did she say? 
Well, you're pretty close. Uh, she said, you ought to stop. You shouldn't have intimate, close, romantic, or emotional attachments to a man you're not married to. Explain to your friend that it's been wonderful and you're grateful, but those intimacies are now to be shared with the man you're married to, unless it's a double date. Hmm. That's pretty close to what you said. It is. A lot of people feel that way. That's, I think, a pretty common uh, response to that, yeah. if you have any sort of morals. Do you have any like um, close female friends? Mm, not really that you hang out with no i have a few and then somebody will always say like oh well so-and-so's you know fiance must be all like very secure or whatever and i'm like dude i'm gay what (laughs) what am i gonna do yeah but then it's always those like weird people who are like oh he's only pretending to be gay and (laughs) trust me y'all i ain't pretending (laughs) i'm gonna roll this one right on her face do it oh you missed her face and i got a nag card how appropriate all right here we go Jeff asked Dr. Laura, A couple of years ago, my girlfriend was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. We called off our wedding for financial reasons, but remain good friends. Lately, I've become very lonely, and I'd like to begin dating again. Is that morally wrong? That's it? I'm confused. (laughs) So is she around still? Did she succumb to Lou Gehrig's disease? Well, that's what I'm, I'm confused about. Well, no, it doesn't say that she's dead, but... It's like it says we called off the wedding for financial reasons, but remain good friends. That implies to me that they're not dating, and that she's still alive. And it's been a couple of years, and he's moved on. And he says lately, I've become. I. (laughs) So what's he asking? Okay, Jeff, you're an idiot for even wondering about this, (laughs) Jeff. I would say that she would say it's okay because I think that's a normal response. But maybe she wouldn't say that because she's crazy. Well, if they've called off the wedding, I mean. Yeah. What do you, what, why still invest your time in this person that you don't want to spend the rest of your life with? This would be like the calls on Savage Love where he would need to call and get some clarification because they're kind of vague. You know what? You listen to Savage Love? It's been a while, but I've listened to several. Yeah. I, I get annoyed with the callers who just go on and on and on. And I love when he breaks in. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, you're making my ears bleed. Those are my favorite (laughs) ones. Yeah, I would I would say that she said, "What do you even? Why even think about it? Just move on. You obviously don't want to be with her." Yeah, and yeah. So we, we agree. We then. agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what she actually said. We can't wait. Doctor Laura's answer is: If you're just friends with her, there's no reason you can't date, and your personal life can be your private business. So pretty much yeah. why we said. Right. Although I don't understand that your personal, like this question's weird. It is. Jeff, you're a dumbass. You don't deserve to date. Yeah. You're a yanker winker. Okay, let's gonna <laughs> not get old real fast. Your turn. <laughs> nag. We keep getting the nags. Are there a lot of nags on this like on this uh, uh No, there's guy? the same amount of cards. There's equal preach, teach, and nag cards. Maybe it's just hitting on nag because that's what we think of Dr. Laura. Yeah, she is a nag. Nag. All right. Lori asks Dr. Laura. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I have a daughter who's four months old. When my mom visits me from out of town, she smokes marijuana. Oh. It's always 420 somewhere. I told her she can't smoke in my house, and she took it literally and smoked on my porch. What should I do? I think Dr. Laura would say she needs to kick her out. Kick her mom out? Yeah. But she's just visiting. Yeah, but she's not respecting her rules, and this is an illegal activity, probably. Well, back in 1997, yeah. whenever this game came out. I w- yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's what she would say. She's going to say, then tell your mom she's not welcome. Yeah, I don't think that's what we would say. I think we would say something like, don't bogart that. Pass it on. <laughs> Pass the duchy, <laughs> Pass y'all. Pass the duchy, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what Dr. Laura said. 
Children take things literally too, and your mother is a case of arrested development. Tell her no pot on the property and give her a urine test before you ever let her babysit. Wow, that's extreme. And that doesn't even really answer the question. And now I'm thinking about the television show, Arrested Arrested Development. Development. (laughs) (laughs) So was that close enough to what we said? I think so. Let's all move forward. For the sake of moving forward. (laughs) When's the last time you smoked pot, Curtis? Uh, It's been several years. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's not my thing. Me either. Me either. We moved on to the hard drugs. Yeah, I'm totally into meth now. (laughs) My skin is so itchy. (laughs) Hello, Dr. Curtis. What up, dog? <laughs> I'm a private investigator. You're not. I was recently hired by a client to find out if his wife was having an affair. I discovered more than he wanted. Yes, the wife was cheating on my client, but her friend was also having a fling. Unfortunately, her friend's husband is a colleague of mine. Should I tell my colleague the truth? Um. Well, no, I would say because he found out more information that had nothing to do with the case that he shouldn't say anything about that. Okay, let's see what Dr. Laura had to say. She said the information is confidential to your client. Therefore, it'd be inappropriate and unethical for you to tell your business partner about his wife's affair and how you learned of it. Yeah. You might lose your license if you discussed it with them. Mm-hmm. That's just the logical thing. <laughs> yeah. So you get to move forward. Oh, I'm catching up. Finally. Ugh, only on four. <laughs> Longest game ever. Hi, Dr. Brian. Dr. B, but go ahead. Hi, Dr. B. Dizzle. (laughs) Our daughters are 14 and 16. Okay. We'd like to move to a bigger house, but that would mean taking the girls out of school or having to drive them there. Our priest says they will adapt to a new school, but I'm still undecided. What do you think? I think that you're being really selfish in wanting a new house. And that's a real, you could wait for a few years to get a new house. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to hear what Dr. Laura said? Sure. Of course they'd adapt. If you stopped feeding them well or started hitting them three times a day, they'd adapt too. But why move? Do you want to teach them that you sacrifice community and familiarity for material things? I don't think so. It's scary to me that I would think like Dr. Laura right Pretty much exactly what you just said. (laughs) (sighs) Dr. Brian. Would you ever ask an advice columnist like a question like that? Like whether it be in print or a call-in show or... A Dan Savage, like, leave a voicemail type show? Um, I probably wouldn't leave a voicemail. If I were to do it, it would probably be in print, and I would use a pseudonym. What would your pseudonym be? Bocephus. Bocephus? Yeah. Like Waylon Jennings? No, nothing to do with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just coincidence that he goes by Bocephus, but I'm a different Bocephus. Is it scary that I knew that that was Waylon Jennings? A little bit, but I did too. I did grow up in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, my dad listened to country music growing up, so of course we know that. So this is Danielle. And she's saying, hi, Dr. Laura, I may need a spiritual spanking. Dirty. (laughs) Hashtag spiritual spanking. (laughs) Yes. Make that happen, people. Yeah, forget the other one. I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, a Yankee Yankee wanker. wanker. I was kidding when I said it. Or Yankee wanker. I said them both. Forget it. Spiritual spanking, everyone. Spiritual spanking. Hashtag spiritual spanking. (laughs) I hate hashtags. (laughs) Go ahead. I owe the IRS. $2,400. I work full time and I need to make this money really quickly. I was thinking about doing some topless dancing on the side. Do you think I should? Danielle, you're a whore. (laughs) Okay, let me read what you said. Oh, there's verses. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Laura says A, forget the dancing. It's undignified. Call the IRS and work out a payment plan. They wouldn't go for that. B, if you're comfortable showing your body to strangers, it's okay. 
Be sure not to put this exotic dancing gig on your resume, though. No, I, that's, I don't think she would have said that. C, try getting a job waiting on tables rather than dancing on top of them to pay off your debt. Uh, that has to be that one. You think it's C? Yeah. It is C. Yeah. That's the only one that makes sense. Right. Because the IRS would be like, um, pay- well, they do offer payment plans, though, don't they? I don't think. I don't know. It's the IRS. I'd be like, I don't care if you don't have money. You need to find that money and get it to us. I don't know. I've never had any problems with the IRS. I, so I, don't, know. I don't know. I got it right. You did. Don't go topless, y'all. <clears throat> I was going to ask you if I should start doing that. I need some money, Brian. So I was going to. This answers my question. I think both of us are past the um, go-go boy dancing stage in our lives. Yeah, maybe you are. <laughs> There's probably somebody into it. <laughs> Webcam, maybe. I don't know. There you go. Preach. Preach. Hashtag spiritual spanking. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Bizzle. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Is it Dr. B? It's Dr. B. All right. <laughs> You're going to do your own podcast here for this called Dr. B. <laughs> I am. Don't trust the Dr. B. <laughs> All right. Hi, Dr. B. I'm from the South, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> My son left his bike at his best friend's house, and I told him to go and pick it up. When he got there, they weren't home, so he climbed over the fence, got into their house, and went into their garage to get it. We've apologized to the family, but should I have my son report himself to the police? No. <laughs> That's kind of a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, he's a kid. He did a kid thing. He, but she would say that they need to go over, and he... He needs to have the kid apologize, not just him apologize. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear what Dr. Laura would have said? Yes. Don't traumatize your son by going to the police. Kids all over America are probably doing the same thing right now. Relax. There was no criminal intent or behavior. There yeah, you go. That's, yeah, pretty, pretty much what you said. Yeah. I mean, he's it's his friend's house. I think they would understand. Right. If he was desperate to get his bike back. You're so close to winning. I am. I'm ready to put my pawn on her face. So I, to prepare for this game, I did a little research and I watched some videos of Dr. Laura on YouTube. Yeah. Apparently she has her own YouTube channel. She does. I saw yeah. that, but oh. I didn't watch any of the videos on it. But now I'm going to be dead in seven days because I watched that video. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the rain. Exactly. I'm sorry, Brian. I tried to listen to that, uh, the N-word rant, the one that you know was really controversial and that she uh, ended up leaving you know, yeah, talk radio for so much so that it has its own uh, section on her Wikipedia page. Yeah, and I couldn't get through it. It was just I, I just I, <laughs> I don't like people like her. I really I, don't. I don't either. Tammy and David, welcome to the program. Hi, Doctor. <laughs> Whatever. Hello, Doctor Laura. David and I are married, and we have three kids. David has a good friend who lives in his van, has no home, and travels everywhere. He is allowed to drop by and stay at our house whenever he pleases without notice. What do you think, Dr. Laura? These are the three choices. A, come on, the poor man's homeless. Show a little mercy, but limit the moocher's visits to four times a year. B, no call, no visit. David, as a single dude, you could stay up all night and throw beer cans around. As a married man, respect your family's feelings. Okay. C, Tammy, compromise. He can continue to drop by and announce as long as he lives in his van when he visits you. No shower privileges either. I would say she said B. You are correct. No yeah. call, no visit. That's just rude to show up. It is rude. I knew a guy who lived in his van once. Yeah. Was it this guy? 
uh, no. <laughs> he was traveling from like one side of the country to the other. Okay. And I met him like when he was here and he ended up staying here for a while. But um, yeah, he he uh, he had a little like Tommy Bradford band. Oh. Those VW bands. Ask your parents if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what I call them. I call them Tommy Bradford <laughs> bands. And uh, yeah, he was an interesting dude. Hmm. All right. So did you just move ahead one? Oh, I did. I'm so close to oh winning. God. Speaking of Tommy Bradford, you just landed on eight. Oh, I did. Eight is it's enough. enough. <laughs> but it's not because I have to get you to need nine. one more. Oh, I just figured out. It's like a dial on a phone. Yeah, the there. numbers. The board is a dial on a phone. Because I was wondering why they had those like letters on there. The one thing I do like about this game is how small the board is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be huge. No, and it's probably one of the smallest boards we've played. Probably. On this show. Not small enough, though, because it still no. has her face on it. Yeah, they could have saved a little space by removing her face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to look at her face. <laughs> Preach. Hello, Dr. Curtis. What's up, dog? <laughs> I'm 27 and my girlfriend is 31. Oh. We love each other and want to get married, but her parents want us to break up because I'm biracial. They told her if we married, they would never see her again. She's very confused about what to do. In fact, she's seeing a shrink. Any suggestions? What do you think Dr. Laura would say, Curtis? Do what you want. It's your life. The end. <laughs> do you really think she would say that? Probably not, but that's what I'm saying. Dr. Laura would have said, I'm concerned about a 31-year-old person having to see a shrink about this dilemma. She might not have the emotional strength needed to marry you, raise children, and have a tortured relationship with her parents. I'd give her three years before you marry. If you're still together, she should have worked it out with her parents and have become reconciled to it. That's confusing. You're stupid, Dr. Laura. (laughs) That's a dumb answer. I don't think she would have said that. I think she would have said, hey, you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dr. Laura's rubbing off on you. (laughs) Nag. What'd you call me? You're a nag. Emily asks Dr. Laura, I'm 23 and my roommate is dating a married man. I've told her I don't approve, even though he is supposedly filing for divorce. But I'm sympathetic because she's going through an upsetting time with this. How can I support my friend? Why? Why do, They're roommates. Why should she care? Like, you think that's what she would say? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why Why does she need her roommate's approval? That just seems like a weird question. So what's the problem? <laughs> she's dating a married man and she doesn't approve? Yeah. she Her roommate is dating a married man. And the man has told her roommate that he's filing for divorce. Okay. But she doesn't approve. But she's trying to be a good friend and be sympathetic because she's going through an upsetting time with him waiting for him to get a divorce so they can date. And so she wants to know what she should do? How can she support her roommate emotionally as a friend? I think Dr. Laura would say... Find a new roommate. Yeah, find a new roommate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? Okay, let's see what she said. Like, you don't need to support her. She's just your roommate. Yeah. A good friend would tell her to stop whining about something dishonest. She's upset? Imagine how his wife and kids feel. I'm so tired of that 60s nonsense of supporting every piece of immorality or you're not a good person. So we were wrong. Pretty much. <laughs> well, boo. hate you, Dr. Laura. <laughs> Hope you're listening to the show. Do you think she is? Do you think no. she Googles herself? <laughs> Wait, should we talk about that on the show? <laughs> she needs a spiritual spanking. Oh, she does need a spiritual spanking. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Jessica says, thanks for taking my call, Dr. Laura. My mother-in-law likes me, sends me gifts, says wonderful things to me, and now I've discovered, says some not nice things about me behind my back. (gasps) My new sister-in-law just told me some of them. I'm very hurt. What should I do? Here are the options. 
a ah revenge. Say something negative about your mother-in-law with your big mouth sister-in-law. It'll get passed along at light speed. No, I don't think so. I think it's time for you to come face to face with that two-faced mother-in-law of yours. Tell her off. Maybe. And the last one is beware of gossips. They drink venom just like vampires. <laughs> it says that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Your new sister-in-law wants to get close with her new mom-in-law, but you're in the way. Don't listen anymore. Mm. I would say the only way to know for sure would be to confront her to learn the truth. So I would say B. You're wrong. It's ah. C. She told her to beware of gossips. They drink venom. 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 Cinnamon? Cinnamon. Cardamom? They do the cinnamon challenge. Mm. <laughs> I think you've been doing the cinnamon challenge. So a guy at work told me he did the cinnamon challenge, and he said there's video of it, but he won't show it to me. He <laughs> honestly had never heard of the cinnamon challenge. Oh, and he took a video of himself doing it? They, apparently there is. I, every time I see him, I say something like, I'm still waiting on that video, and he doesn't <laughs> show it to me for some reason. Just Google Brian's coworker cinnamon challenge. I'm sure it'll <laughs> pop up in Google. Sometimes I joke with you that the game we're playing this week is the cinnamon challenge. Yeah, I know. And I've after and the you videos, get annoyed with that. <laughs> after the videos I've seen, I'm never doing the cinnamon <laughs> challenge. And if any of you don't know what we're talking about, just look it up on YouTube. It's kind of funny. Or if you don't know what we're talking about, you should take a tablespoon no, of cinnamon, Brian, no, and try to eat it, no, <laughs> and see what happens. Or like the video I saw, a ginormous wooden spoon full of cinnamon. Was that the woman with the big afro? Yes, that was hilarious. She makes a lot of videos. Yeah, I saw her on Willem's Beatdown. <laughs> she was funny. She did the. She put baking soda in her mouth and then drank some vinegar like a volcano. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Just put and this woman mouth. has like bazillion views. I don't get it. I don't either. We should start a YouTube channel. We and should. just embarrass ourselves. I had actually, a friend of mine was talking with me this week saying that he wished our we would do some video podcasts in a while because he's very visual and he wants to see the game that we're playing. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, well, <laughs> I told him, I'm like, well, you know, that's why we try to be descriptive. We have one video. We're not Go gonna... look at youtube.com slash game night guys. We have a few videos there. No, do we? Yeah, we have like three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should pay attention to our own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. We live in a duplex and some new neighbors moved in. A single dad with two kids, ages nine and 11. The kids are unsupervised all day long while the father works. My husband spoke to the father about it, and he told us to mind our own business and then threatened us if we called social services. I can't watch them. What should I do? Call social services. <laughs> Tilda Swinton will be there right away. <laughs> yes, social services. <laughs> That's your answer? Yeah. Well, Dr. Laura said part of that, but first she said find him a reasonable neighborhood grandmotherly type sitter. Uh, well, obviously, if he could afford a sitter, he would be doing that. But is she saying that the concerned parent should be footing the bill for the babysitter? No, I think she's saying find somebody who'll do it for okay. free. Um, if that he, doesn't exist right, in this world. Right. Um, if he refuses that, report him to child services and the police for threatening you. Mm -hmm. See? So was I right? What? I don't know. Are you going to give it to me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> You won. I you won. You should totally be thrilled that you won the Dr. Laura game, Brian. I feel kind of dirty that I won the Dr. Laura game. How many showers is this going to take to get out of your A lot. <laughs> I'm getting the Brillo pad out. Ouch. <laughs> so I'm going to ask, what do you think of the Dr. Laura game? I love it. I'm taking this home with me and I'm playing it tonight again. If you had a party, no. would you play this game? <laughs> <laughs> or is it ironic? Would think, you play it ironically? I think I would play it ironically. I would not play this um, for actual fun. Mm -hmm. I would play this just to see what kind of stupid questions people ask Dr. Laura. 
Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of a good way to see how your friends think. Maybe it's a good, like a litmus test to see if your friends are people you should remain friends with. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. It could be It could be that barometer. There you go. I think that it's a stupid game. I don't think it, it needs to be made. And it's made by Hasbro. <laughs> Come on, Hasbro. Yeah. Well, you know, I went on Board Game Geek to see like oh, yeah? what anyone would say about it. And the game designer actually posted something about the game. What did the game designer say? He just said that he, um, he well, I think he rated the game. And he said something like he was, he came up with a lot of the questions or wrote yeah. something like that. I don't I, remember. But I thought, really, dude, you're going to admit that? But that was like the only post that he made on there. So yeah. it, it's like one of those people who go on to Yelp and rate their own restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only post they've made. Yeah. I I can't, I still can't believe this game exists um, that her that she was apparently so popular that they created a board game. Yeah. It's, it still baffles me. Hopefully they did not make a lot of these. I hope not. Yeah. I hope this is super rare. <laughs> I paid seven bucks for it, so it can't be that rare or desirable. Oh, seven bucks? Well, that included shipping. Put that on your taxes. I already did my taxes. <laughs> Whoops. So before we go... Um, I want to let you guys know that I was a guest on the Fozzie and Tina podcast. Yay! Oh, we love Fozzie and Tina. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check that out at FozzieandTina.com. They talk a lot about television on their show. So they had me on. We talked about American Horror Story. Um, Tina was very happy because she finally got to talk to somebody about parenthood. Oh, God. <laughs> I love parenthood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw a picture of uh, what's her name in the bald cap finally. Did you? Yeah. If you, if you haven't watched Parenthood this year, um, one of the characters had breast cancer and they actually had a scene where she cut off all her hair and then the rest of the season she's in this like horrendous ball cap like this is the worst part of the whole season the whole, this whole season was really good except for that bald cap her head looks like an alien egg about to erupt right bald caps just never look good they're no. so stupid <laughs> it was fun talking to them and we got to tell the story about how Vazi was going to do a like a quiz show podcast and we were going to be the first people on oh you told that story i haven't yeah. listened to the show yet actually <laughs> and while we were recording with him, like I was sitting, so we we record we record in my kitchen, and mm-hmm. so I sit across the table from Curtis, and I was sitting here, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like I was about like several inches lower, like I just like I was looking straight at Curtis, and all of a sudden I was looking lower at him, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then like the next thing I know, I was on the floor, like the leg of the chair I was sitting in completely like cracked and broke. I'm sorry, but that I still think about that and it, I laugh because that was hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> maybe he still has the audio and we'll release it someday. Maybe. Maybe he'll give it to us and we can do it as a bonus. I so wanted to hear that. <laughs> it was funny. But I lived it. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Game Night, guys. Visit our website to find your favorite games at GameNightGuys.com. You can email us at hello at gamenightguys.com or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. Follow us on Twitter. We're at GameNightGuys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar, And I'm at Cecil Jean. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at facebook.com slash gamenightguys. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Thanks for listening. As always, you are invited to our next game night. It's your move. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Dr. B. Bye, Dr. C. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
shit, I'm gonna call <laughs> I fucked up. 